Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. I don't want you to think that worship is hand clapping. I'm not against hand clapping. Clap your hands, all you people. But it is no substitute for your lips. And a lot of people would rather clap than open their mouth. Faith is in your mouth and in your heart. Faith is not in this. Faith is in your mouth and in your hearts. Hand clap. Don't misunderstand me. But don't ever make it a substitute because you'll go down here and hand clap the spurs. In fact, a lot of people will hand clap the spurs and open their mouth. We come to church, we want to hand clap so we won't open our mouth. Do you understand the difference? This is not a rebuke to anybody. It's giving you some correction to help you to understand. Don't substitute it. Do both. Hand clap and open your mouth. Because if you don't confess with your mouth, you can't be saved. In other words, you have to open your mouth. You have to confess His Lordship. So I'm going to give you a chance to repent. No, I'm teasing. I'm going to give you a chance right now. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We welcome your presence. You're holy, you're just, you're true. All praise and all honor and all glory belong to you. We thank you for your presence here this morning. We've gathered together in your name, Jesus. Glory to God. Holy Spirit, do your work. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, we give you praise and honor and glory. Oh, hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am, the one that was, that is and is to come. We worship you. Oh, hallelujah, we worship you. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory to the King of kings. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. We worship you. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you today. If there's anyone here today in this auditorium or viewing by live stream that doesn't know you, thank you for drawing them by your spirit. 
Thank you, Lord, as they're searching and surfing the internet or searching. They're here today just searching. Father, I thank you as they meet the sweet Jesus that we know. Glory to God. Today we declare their search will be totally over. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We praise you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I tell you, he's here. He's here. Glory to God. You may be seated for a little bit. I don't know how long you'll be seated, but well, for a little bit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. If this is your first time here, we want to make you welcome. We want to say thank you for being here. And uh, we have a special gift for you at the close of the service in the lobby there. We want to make sure you see one of the host team. They want to give it to you. Thank you so much for being here. And yes, let them know. And if you're viewing by live stream for the very first time, we want to make you welcome as well. And let's give them a hand clap. Amen. Now listen, uh, if, I de- if, if, if I deviate from where I was heading, you see this guy right over here? You, you get a hold of him and say, you shouldn't have done that. I got to write this. I got to put this down. I wrote it down on the notes. He was, I, was, I had to write it down quickly. Always make a pen and paper available for the Holy Ghost. You never know when God's going to talk. I am so glad that men of God, over 1,400 years, when the Holy Ghost gave dictation, they grabbed a pen and wrote it down. Well, anyway, maybe that is for another time. Poverty, listen carefully. I just want to make this quick to you. Poverty, I'm going to dismiss here in a minute, just hang on, to the 180, so y'all get ready. Poverty seeks security. So a poverty mindset will seek security because it's afraid it'll never have enough. Prosperity mentality, however, seeks liberty. Liberty is more important than security. In fact, liberty is your real security. That's why when there's an assault on America... The foundation of America. And the foundation of America is liberty. Why is there an assault? Because if we can remove liberty, then you have to put your security in the hands of others. Liberty is what our nation is all about. That's why God's blessed it. 
But now we want, we're demanding of politicians to secure for us because we want to have lazy faith. If you don't use faith on purpose, then the purpose of faith is lost. If you're not believing beyond where you're at, then your belief is not worth believing. Are you following me? A number of years ago, I'm going to tell this story and then we're going to dismiss the 180. A number of years ago, uh, in fact, our third son wasn't even born. Matthew. Matthew's, I think, 38, 30, somewhere in there. Matthew wasn't even born yet. So we had Nita and Joah. They were very small. I was working a job, construction working for my father-in-law, actually. The type of construction was sheet metal and roofing. So I understand what real August weather is like. And Zona was working a job. Zona was working up here at the church. And sometimes she'd work. We was both sometimes working, you know, part-time jobs and so on and so forth. I'd come home in the afternoon after being out in the heat and I'd be hoeing in the garden. Now, I didn't have a garden because I wanted one. I had a garden because it was necessary. There's a big difference. Today, if I have a garden, it's because I want one. But back then, it was because we wanted to eat. We were used, how many of you remember the days of Coke bottles? Uh, younger generation, how many, raise those hands again. Maybe a third? Maybe a half. You could take Coke bottles. If you returned them, you could get a deposit back. I would collect Coke bottles, used Coke bottles, to go to the grocery store at the corner and buy a half a gallon of milk with no money. Okay? And so that's the time, that's the time period we were in. And I was working this garden after being out in the heat I was working this garden. I was out there working. I was praying. What I called praying. Okay, a lot of people's prayer is nothing more than complaining. I was complaining and belly aching to God. I said, I don't understand God. I go to church. We tithe. But it seems like I'm just, we're always struggling financially. And I griped at him for at least 20 minutes. You know, when you're griping at God, he'll just keep quiet. He'll let you get all the gripe out. So I got all the gripe out, and I thought I was finished praying. <laughs> How many of you ever griped somebody out, and you got it all off your chest? Let the steam out. I got it all off my chest. And there was nothing. I mean, the Holy Spirit didn't talk to me at all. Nothing. I'm just working in the garden. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, while I'm working in this garden, probably 20 or 30 minutes after I finished my griping session, the Holy Spirit said to me, you know what your problem is? You're stingy. And I stopped. I stopped what I was doing. And this is what I said. I said it out loud. 
If you'd have been there, you'd have thought, who are you talking to? I said it out loud. And I said, you mean, I almost just threw that hole down. You mean to tell me that I'm asking for too much to have enough for my four? Because there was just four in our family. And he said, that's exactly right, Ronnie. All you've asked me for is your four and no more. Now, if you really want to understand what the blessing of the Lord is about, the blessing of the Lord is about more than your four no more. I'll give you a prime example. This proves it scripturally. God said to Abraham, In blessing I will bless thee, and you shall be a blessing to all the earth. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it in my terminology. The blessing that God used in Abraham's life has now blessed even to our generation. If you really want blessing, you've got to think beyond yourself. Now, here's what I mean by that. Some of you are getting nervous that I'm going to take up a second offering. And I am not. I'm not. In fact, in Wednesday nights, I hardly ever take up an offering on Wednesday night. And God's blessed us. Everything here is paid for. Okay? Everything's paid for. So this is not about trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip. This is about understanding what the blessing of the Lord is. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. What does that mean, maketh rich? He makes it where you have more than enough for what you need in order you be a blessing to somebody else and an advancement to the kingdom of God. That's what God wants to do to you. And to do that, you've got to get the world's programming out of your head. And quit letting the everyday gripes get into your vocabulary. Well, take it if you want it. If you don't, I'm going to, I've, t I've decided to take it years ago. Zona, Zona, and I, Zona, Zona was ahead of me. She's ahead of me. And God used her along with my father-in-law and many other people to help me understand abundance. And you need to think in terms of abundance. Listen carefully. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? Last note on this subject matter. After church, if this is too much time of yours, you go right over there. <laughs> right, over, right there. His name's Trey New. <laughs> Always remember this. It will take faith for finances. This is increasingly important. And I'll tell you why here in a moment. Faith for finances. But if you want to grow wealthy, you're going to have to walk in wisdom. Faith for finances, wisdom for wealth. 
Faith for finances, wisdom for wealth. Okay? And we don't have time to cover all that today, but I'm just giving you some little nuggets right here. Right now we're going to dismiss our 180, which is our youth ministry. Thank God for 180. And uh, we're going to dismiss them to go into the small groups. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo! I like them. Glory to God. Thank God for our teenagers. We appreciate them a lot. Glory to God. And it's going to be important for you to have your teenagers and uh, your younger uh, generation here because the younger generation is not getting the truth from a worldly standpoint. Glory to God. All right, I want to talk to you for a little bit, share some things with you. We're going to talk about, this may be part one of overcoming faith. Overcoming faith. Now listen, I want to help you to see and hear what we're living in today. Today. Everybody here probably senses there's something wrong in society. I'm talking about the whole world. There is something wrong. We're living in the end times. I'm going to prove it to you here in just a minute. The Bible says in the latter days, knowledge shall increase. Shall increase. Back in the 1900, 1900, knowledge increased every hundred years. 1945, that was cut down from every hundred years to every 25 years. Do you realize... It's just, been, it's just been in the last couple of hundred years that man wasn't riding a donkey or a horse. You take that in human history. Okay, so you, you need to think. So in 1945, it was every 25 years knowledge would increase. Today, it's every 12 hours. So there's a lot of knowledge out there. The Bible says that a lot of knowledge will increase. Just recently, in the last few weeks, how many of you ever heard of AI? Artificial intelligence is what that stands for. Artificial intelligence is something that is aggressively being developed. Using chat... GPT, I don't know what, I am not a geek to tell you what all that means. There may be somebody here who knows all of that. But using chat GPT, PT, a Lutheran church in Germany used AI for its first service. Now, AI, listen carefully to the definition again. Artificial intelligence so it's intelligence but it's artificial are you listening used artificial intelligence for its first service it used a figure on the screen who is not a real person but appears to be a real person 
It was a bot or a robot for all those that don't know what a bot is. A robot. And you couldn't tell that this was not an individual, a real person. But this was not a real person. They call them an avatar. Now listen to the definition of avatar. Avatar is a material appearance of a deity on earth in Hinduism. Let me give that to you again. They call this person, this being on that screen, an avatar. Avatar is a material appearance of a deity on earth in Hinduism. That was used in a Lutheran church. This artificial intelligence created the whole service. The whole service. Music, prayer, and the sermon. All, all, all that the Lutheran pastor did was program a subject matter and told the artificial intelligence to do it. The church was packed. The church was packed. There'll be more of that. The fact, so you'll understand, I'm, I just might as well be blunt. The service is only 40 minutes long. You can tell we don't have artificial intelligence here. <laughs> Trey took that long taking the offering. <laughs> but listen carefully. People will think that they are practicing their Christianity. When in reality, they're set up for the Antichrist. Artificial intelligence right now is trying to rewrite the Bible. I wonder what they would leave out. Are you following what I'm saying now? I'm not, this is not, we're not going to stay on the bad news. But I want you to understand the day you live in. That there is going to be a special kind of Bible faith reserved for this moment. It's end time faith. End time faith. Our church is named, this local church is named Omega Church for a reason. God told me several years ago, I don't know, more than 15 years ago, said, I want you to change the name of the church to Omega Church, End Time Church. Why? Because it has to have end time faith. You are living in the close of an age. The Antichrist has come out of the woodwork. The demon forces that are involved with the Antichrist has come out of the woodwork. They are no longer making this hit. If you think I'm kidding about anything I'm telling you, you can go to uh, 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 YouTube and find most of this. Okay? Why has there been so much misinformation? Artificial intelligence. 
Why have they censored you on your, uh, your opinions? Because they don't want liberty. They want conformity. And people will give up their liberty for conform. I mean, their liberty for security. And they'll make statements is they don't want anybody else to be able to have their liberty to excel. They want you to conform. And the Bible tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So now let's get into big stuff, the good stuff. First John chapter 5. Overcoming faith. First John chapter 5. And uh, wow. Glory to God. You live in exciting times. Amen. You're going to get, listen carefully, you're going to get a front row seat available to you in this, this time period, a front row seat to see God do His miraculous thing. Okay? 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Who is he that overcometh the world? Now that world doesn't just mean, it means the, the system of operation on this planet. We're not talking about nature. We're talking about mankind. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is, that's verse 5, is the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. All right, now, now pay attention right here. The word believe does not mean faith. Now I have to break it down to you to help you understand this and the reason why it, it's taken me years to, to, to what I'm trying to tell you now. Belief is something you do with your heart, not your head. Head is where you reason. But your heart, the book of Proverbs says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart, your heart, your heart, flow the issues of your life. For with the heart man believeth, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. For with the heart man believeth, for with the heart, not the head, the heart, man believeth. Okay? So the heart of man is the believing mechanism that God has given him. Your heart is always believing something. Even Unbelief, in other words, disbelief, is still believing. If I, if I told you that I went last week and I went fishing and I caught a 12-inch minnow. Okay, I told you that. 
You have a choice. You have a decision to make. Do I believe that? Believing is holding something to be true. Now, you can take something and hold it to be true and it be a lie. I, if you believe that 12-inch minnow, you would believe a lie. Now listen carefully. I, I, I'm going real slow right here because where we're, we're going to go. I'm going to shift it in another gear in just a minute. But I want you to, I want to, I want you to get your reasoning thinking. I want, to, I want to get it straightened out so you understand what we mean. Your heart is always believing. If you did not believe that I caught that 12-inch minnow, your heart would be in disbelief of holding that to be true. And what are you doing by disbelieving? You're trying to guard your heart against a lie. Everybody with that? You're guarding your heart. That's the reason why your heart is where your trusting is. That's your belief. When, 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 you're, when you believe somebody loves you, you're doing what? You're trusting them. So your heart's always believing. And it's always wanting to believe the truth. I don't know anybody in here that intentionally believed a lie. How many of you said, well, that's a lie, I'm going to believe it. <laughs> no, you thought it was the truth and that's why you believed it. Is anybody with me? Y'all here. You got an understanding of where we're headed, what, what, what we're trying to say. So everybody's believed something and what disappoints us or what causes us to distrust is because we're guarding our heart against the lie. God created your heart to believe. And believing is holding something to be true. Okay? Now, if I believe a lie, I am trying to take, a, I have faith in a lie. Faith is confidence or trust. I have confidence or trust in that lie to be the truth. If I told you that two plus two equals five, you would look at me and say, are you crazy? Well, you know we got math right now. It's being taught to our kids in public schools. It tells you that there are no mathematical laws. Where you been? Do you know that there are people, just I told you in Germany right there, that believed what that avatar, which is something that appears to be a Hindu deity in a Christian church. And people were applauding it. They are believing a lie. Now you understand how 
in the last days, the spirit of the Antichrist can cause people to believe a lie as the truth. Now, when the Bible talks about faith, which we're going to get into, verse, first, uh, John 4, 4, watch this. He tells us, who is he that overcomes the world? Verse 5. But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Not artificial intelligence. Verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. What is the world? The system out there that's trying to get you to believe a lie versus believing the truth of the one and true God. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, this system, even our faith. Now the word faith here is very different than what people think it is. People think when we're talking about faith, we're talking about confidence because people throw out the word faith all the time. In fact, sports uh, teams will throw, we just got to have faith. What they're saying is they want human confidence in their own ability to accomplish something like defeating the other team. Are you following? But that confidence is not based on anything other than human emotion and hype. I'm going to give you an example. That's the reason why, what do they do in the huddle just before they go out? And then, you know. But let the ball bounce against them. One play, one play can cause the momentum to be shifted. And we, when we use the word faith so loosely, then when we come to church and hear about faith, we put it in the same category. So we're not talking about human faith. Not talking about human faith at all. Trey already read it earlier. Galatians 2.20 says we get the privilege to live by the faith of the Son of God. Okay? You get the privilege to live by the very faith of Jesus Christ. A faith where He put His confidence, He put His whole life here on earth, His existence from the beginning, before the foundation of the world, He put His whole confidence and trust in the Father. In fact, Jesus put it like this. Whatever the Father tells me to do, that's what I do. Whatever I hear Him say, that's what I say. Put His whole trust in it. Even when the crowd was against Him, whatever the Father was telling Him to say, that's what He said. Are you all what? You understand? You and I get the privilege to use that same faith in these last days. To where whatever the Holy Spirit says to your spirit, you can say. 
Whatever He tells you to do, you can do. But if you don't discern between the truth and the lie, you'll think this is very nifty. Think, oh, that's all exciting. Like the people in Germany. Those type churches will be dead of power. Not at Omega Church in San Antonio. There's only one power we believe in. And that's the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. AI cannot put fire inside you. Are you following that? Oh, man. So this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And we're talking about the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? To where you know that you know that you know that you know and you don't have to have the crowd to prove that you know that you know that you know because you know that you know from the inside out and it doesn't matter whether everybody goes along with it or don't go along with it. If it means walking alone, we walk alone. If it means, if it means that they mock you, they mock you. We're not afraid of persecution because we got something that's assured. Steadfast and proven. We don't back off. <laughs> oh, you ought to see your faces. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. It's worth repeating, so I'm going to repeat it. Hebrews chapter 11. When God talks about faith he's talking about something different than just human confidence because it's very fickle human confidence is very fickle y'all know what fickle is then yes. don't you fickle means that it's untrustworthy one minute it says this and the next and, and, and James puts it like this he said a double minded person is unstable in all their ways let not that man that's double-minded think he shall receive anything from the Lord. So God is requiring us to put up or shut up. He's requiring us, you either believe me or you don't believe me. You have a decision to make. And, and that's the one thing AI cannot do. Make your decisions for you. They want you to think they're, they're trying to get in your head. And Pastor Zona mentioned it Thursday. What, what you keep it rattling in your head long enough and you keep hearing over and over and over again is what you will eventually hold to be the truth and you'll believe it. I can't make anybody believe anything. I can tell you the truth, and you can decide for yourself. Zona and I proved what we're talking about. That machine over there couldn't prove you anything. That machine can lie to you, but it cannot prove to you to have faith in God. It can't do it. Do you understand? What I'm telling you works. 
We've proven it in our lifetime. I love you. All right. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith, the God kind of faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is a substance. It's a spiritual substance. Notice this. Of things hoped for. We hope for it. We, and don't use the word hope for wish. Wish really is a wicked term. You ever heard of the tooth fairy? We're wishing the tooth fairy would come tonight because I pulled a tooth and put it under my pillow. We go to the wishing fountain, cast a dime in there or nickel or whatever. You've put that crap in the... That is crap, by the way. I do have permission this time, right? <laughs> you put that crap in the same category as hope that the Bible refers to. Hope makes not ashamed. You know what hope is? Hope has an appointment attached to it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope means it has an appointment. I expect it. It's an expectation. It's a joyful expectation. For example, if you told me and Zona that tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, you invite us over to your house to eat uh, ribeye steak that you're going to pull off the grill. We're going to be there at 7 o'clock. Okay? Well, y'all messed that whole thing. <laughs> but it, 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 guess what you'd do? That's an appointment. It's not there yet, is it? It's in the future. Are, we, are you with me? It's in the future. So we have an appointment in the future. It's a detailed appointment. We're going over there to eat ribeye steak. Fellowship you. Now, between the time that you made the appointment, which is now, and the future date, there are some things that you got to gather. You got to gather that ribeye. You may have to gather the, uh, the things to charcoal grill it or however you're going to do it. Make arrangements, you know. I know what would happen at our house. Zona would make me clean it. No, she wouldn't make me. She'd say, Ronnie, this is what you got to do to help me. The yard would have to be manicured and so on and so forth. Those, listen carefully, are the essence of who we are. Therefore, we put the essence of who we are because you're special we're going to put it in to make that appointment in the future. You follow? That's the essence of who we are. That's the substance of it. 
May have to go by, by, the, by the stake, may have to go get the charcoal, so on and so forth. May have to have the kids to put all their toys in the closet and so on and so forth. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Everybody with me? That appointment now is in the future. Faith is now. So when we're talking about the God kind of faith, God says the God kind of faith, God's very own faith is a substance. We're going to use this word substance real heavily here in a minute. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We are not at your house tomorrow night because tomorrow night is not here yet. So the evidence that we have this appointment is you getting the things ready for that appointment to come to pass. Are you following? Okay. The Bible says, right here, now faith is the substance or the essence of things hoped for. The evidence. It's the evidence. It's the evidence of things that are not seen yet. Why is it not seen yet? Because Tomorrow is not here yet. Okay? So the evidence that we have this appointment is getting all the things that are the essence of the appointment together to make the appointment when the time period gets here for that appointment to not be ashamed with or disappointed. Are you, are you following me? A lot of people say, well, Pastor Ronnie, don't get my hopes up. Well, the reason why a lot of people don't have their hopes up is because they're trusting or believing the wrong things and they're trying to guard their heart against believing the wrong thing and they don't want to be disappointed. They don't want to put their trust in it. You follow what I'm saying? And so they become disappointed. Now, I got news for you. There are times that my timeline and God's timeline hadn't been the same. And if you've ever been disappointed with, with the things of God, all I have to tell you is to make another appointment. The other day, I, I, I had an appointment to go to the doctor. And it was to go over blood tests. And you all looking at me. You go to the doctor? Yeah, AI doesn't do that. So I went to, you know, to go to the doctor because I live in a body. I, I, I am coming to flesh. You read 1 John 4, 4. You, you read 1 John 4, 4 and it says, you overcome the Antichrist by believing that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh. Okay. So I had an appointment to go to the doctor because we were going to go over blood tests, which I do once a year. And I called him. I said, I, I, I can't make the appointment. I haven't got the blood test. You know, you have to do it in advance for them to get it back. And I couldn't, I, I missed that time period. You know, a lot of times, I think God wants to do things quickly when we miss our appointment. And so God says, we got to make another appointment, Ronnie. Like what Trey was talking about today, I'm sure Trey would have been further off financially had he had got the message he pre preached this morning earlier. I just thought I'd throw that out there, Trey. 
You see what I'm saying? Hope has an appointment in the future. Faith is the substance to make that appointment good. With no evidence right now when faith is working that the appointment will be kept. Go verse 6. But without faith, the essence or the substance. Remember, faith is the substance. It's a spiritual substance, by the way. Not, listen carefully, not an emotional substance. Emotional substance is human faith that is fickle. Spiritual substance is God's faith which is not fickle. It's based strictly upon what God says. When God speaks, everything that He speaks is the essence of who He is. Every promise in the Bible that God has ever made to anybody was the essence of His being. When God says, by His stripes, you are healed. That's a promise. When He makes that statement, He's saying, I am the healer. That's why I promise to heal you. Are you listening? I am the provider. When He says, I'll supply all of your needs. Okay? The essence of everything that he is. His nature. His character. It comes from in here. It's God being spoken out to fulfill all that he is. Are you following? I, I know I'm going slow and I'm not preaching right now. But I, I, I want you to understand what I'm talking about when I say these things. Because I don't want you to get in confused. We live in a confused world. And I don't want you to be confused and think that I'm talking about something else when I am not talking about something else. But without faith, the God kind of faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe. Word believe here is different from the word faith. Must believe that He is. That He what? That He is. Not that He's going to be, that He is. That He is right now. Must believe. You must hold to the truth that Jesus is right now. That Jesus is right now. Right now. Must believe that He is and watch this, and that he is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You need to get with Pastor Zona's Thursday mornings because she's been talking about he is the God of recompenses. A recompense means that a reward or a wage. God pays you to believe him. I don't know anybody else that does. They try to manipulate you to believe them. But God doesn't say, 
I pay for you to believe me. God pays for you to believe me. You must believe that he is and the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, glory to God. Stay, stay. I, I, how many of you are going to let me finish? I'll let you out here before one. I promise I'll keep my word to you. It won't be one o'clock when I leave you. Let you go. But I do want you to see this. Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm going to pick up where I left off Wednesday night. There are four times that this statement is made. The just shall live by faith. The word just means justified. We'll put it another way. Qualified. The just or the qualified shall live by faith. Qualified for what? God doesn't require you to be perfect. He requires you to have faith. God is no respecter of persons. The color of your skin does not change God one way or the other. Doesn't move God one way or the other on your behalf. That's what the world looks at. That's what the system looks at. God looks and respects only one thing. And that is is that you believe Him. You've got to believe that He is. And that you trust Him, or another word for faith is trust, that you trust Him that He is. That qualifies you to receive from God. God justifies you. This is how Abraham lived. Abraham wasn't a perfect man. But Abraham believed God and God accounted it to him for righteousness sake. So God's not looking for you to get everything straightened out in your life first. What he wants you to do is believe that he is. And then it will justify you to receive all that he is. Not what you are. That's why you don't want to use your logic to try to figure God out. God's bigger than you. He created you. You didn't create Him. All right, you found Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm only going to read four verses. Verses 1 through 4. Listen to what the writer says. I will stand upon my watch... Do you know you're on your watch right now? How many of you know you're here on earth? Y'all do know we're on earth, right? It's not a figment of your imagination, is it? Okay. You're here on earth. This is your watch. Other generations had their watch. So this is your watch. Say, this is my watch. How many of you ever said the devil or somebody threatened you and you said, not on my watch? Okay, now you understand. Watch carefully. I will stand up on my watch and set, up on, uh, uh, set me upon the tower. Now this word tower 
means a fenced place. Fenced place. In fact, it's used sometimes in the place of the word fence. Like it is here. So we can say fence. How many of you have ever been on, on a fence about a decision? You're riding the fence. You, you tell them, get off the fence. And let me just tell you this. Anytime I ever rode the fence, it hurt me more than anybody else. I don't know about you, but I, I lived in South Texas, grew up in South Texas. Anytime I ever crossed the fence and straddled it, one leg on one side, one leg on the other, and just rode it for a while, pretty soon I was glad I got off that fence. Especially if you had one foot slip. It's even worse, you have both of them slip at the same time. <coughs> Say, Pastor Ronnie, get off the subject. I'm trying to tell you for everybody that's on the fence. Have one foot with God and one foot in the world. You're riding the fence. And it will cost you. <laughs> Man, you ought to see your faces now. Y'all were all excited about Trey. Trey, you just thought you had him upset. And he says, I will watch to see what he will say unto me. So you're having a decision to make. You're on the fence about this decision. And he says, I'm going to watch to see what he will say unto me. And I will answer. This word answer is when I am in argument or arguing with him. You know, there's a lot of people that are on the fence about God that are arguing with him. They're undecided and they're kind, of, uh, uh, they're kind of debating with him about it. That's what this word means. When, and then he says, and then upon my reproof of him. That word, I, I, and what I shall answer or argue. And when I am reproved and, and the Lord answered me in the middle of this, I am set for a debate with God. I'm riding the fence about this. And I'm sitting on the fence waiting for him to answer me. And I'm ready to debate him. Okay? And then he says, I'm waiting to hear what God's got to say. A lot of people are waiting to hear what God's got to say. And the Lord answered me. And this is what he said. Write the vision. Make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision. I'm glad someone wrote the vision. God has a vision for you. And it ain't poverty. It ain't sickness. It ain't discouragement. It is not shame. It is not, listen carefully, it is not fear. It is not despondency. It is faith, hope, love, righteousness, peace, joy, healing, deliverance, salvation. He said, write the vision and make it plain for those that readeth it, that word e, readeth here in, 
in the King James means to continue to read. You don't read it one time. Well, I heard that summer one time or I read that verse one time. Faith cometh by hearing. Romans 10, 17. The God kind of faith comes by hearing. That means a continuation of hearing. It didn't say faith comes by having heard. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm a tithe. I believe in tithing because they heard tithing. They believe in tithing, but they're not doers of it. So therefore, their hearing of faith is not continued. They heard about tithing one time. They heard about it. Are you, are you following me? Heareth it. Readeth it. May run with it. Watch this. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But the end shall speak. Everybody say the end. The end, the end shall speak. The end shall speak. It is yet for an appointed time. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now is faith. Hope is in the future with an appointment attached to it. This vision is for an appointed time. When we made the appointment of being at your house tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, I had an expectation with an appointment. Guess what? It was an appointed time in the future. If I didn't believe your word, I would have no confidence in that appointment. I wouldn't make preparation to be there tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Because I believe you, Zona and I has already rearranged our life to be there tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Hint, hint. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing everybody. I want you to understand what we're talking about. This is the kind of stuff that overcomes this system. That's why I want you to make sure you understand what it is. Watch this. This guy, he was on the fence about it. God says, write the vision. I want you to write it down. This is what I'm going to do. I want you to believe it. Run with it. What do you mean run with it? When we make the appointment, we wrote it down on our calendar. We wrote it down. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to be at your house. Are you following? We wrote it down. So between now and then, if somebody asks for the same appointment, we've already got you written in. And we're making every priority and everything change around that appointment tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You know some Christians, they try to use faith without hope. And that's why it never happens. In the, well, see there, I, I, I tried believing God and it didn't work. Well, you didn't get along with God to find out what He said He wanted to do. 
You did this all by yourself instead of getting in the Bible and let God make an appointment with you. Every promise in the Bible is to set an appointment for you. For God to show, him, show you His goodness on your behalf in some way or another. I don't want you to come to church just to listen to me and what, listen to me and, uh, for a few minutes. I'm blinking at you. Uh, or, 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 or watch me spit at you. And go out and say, well, you know, I don't know, it's good if Pastor Ronnie wouldn't take so long. I'm taking this time with you to get you some understanding. I don't want you to leave as if you put in your dues here today. This is stuff you're supposed to be operating in in your everyday life. And it's going to be increasingly important that as this end time unfolds that you understand the things that I'm talking about. You have no idea what's around the corner. Good or bad. We're almost through. Look at this. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and the end shall speak. When's it speaking? It's speaking at the beginning when he made the appointment with you. God's going to keep his word, or you're going to keep your appointment with him by operating in the now. God's got good things in store for you. But are you going to prepare yourself to receive those good things? Or are you going to let the world lie to you? And you believe those lies versus believing God. God's talking to somebody here right now. You've been disappointed with the world. Don't you dare blame God for what the world did to you. Well, if God is so good, then how come, how come uh, if people are starving to death around the world? Because there are decisions that man has to make that God works within those decisions. That's why it's important that you have somebody that's in their right mind on, in the White House. Decisions are being made. And God operates in decisions. In fact, Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, God says, I set before you blessing and cursing. Life and death. Now choose. You choose. He said, I want you to choose life that you may live and your descendants after you. But you can choose death. Now, I know that that's harsh, but I want you to understand, God created you to have the freedom and the liberty to choose Him. You don't have to. In fact, you can go to hell if you want to. I choose not to. I've been in South Texas in August. We're getting down to verse 4, so watch this. The end shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it. 
because it will surely come and will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. Now stop. Who's he talking about? This guy that's riding the fence. The guy that's riding the fence. His soul is not upright. Remember, he's set to argue with God. I want to find out your answer so we can argue. And God says, this is what I want you to write it down. I want you to write this down. This is what I'm going to do. It's for an appointed time. And it's going to come, and it won't lie. The end's going to speak. The end of the matter of our appointment, a meeting at your house tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, is when we come tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and you've got that ribeye sitting on the plate. That spoke the end. <laughs> Are you following me? Are you following what I'm saying now? Okay. <laughs> I love y'all. Only y'all. Okay, watch this. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the man that's riding the fence. We all come into the earth riding the fence. We didn't choose God. God chose us. He said, now come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. You know, some people are more comfortable about not having any rest because they brag about how much they work. That man says, I, I got it all figured out, God. Why don't you ride the fence for a while? God says, I will. I'll sit on the fence until you make up your mind you can't get it done. And a lot of people, they want to know, where are you at, God? Well, he's sitting on the fence because you chose not to believe him. He'll sit there. He can't do nothing until you make a choice. Now, he'll do everything he can to get you to, ch to, to choose him. Because Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Spirit of the Father draw him. And somebody's been praying for you. That's the only reason why you're here now. Somebody's been praying for him, wanting you to come and hear the gospel truth. And, and, and you're here today because somebody wanted it. Now, whether you're listening to it or not, I don't know. But somebody prayed for you to do this. Somebody prayed for it. And you're here now. We're trying to get to the last part. I'm just trying to convince somebody. Look at this. But the other guy, but, everybody say but. but. I love it when God butts in. I really do. I love it when, I'd love it when, if God would butt into your plans. I would just love it. You know why? Because you, eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. I would love for God to butt into humanity's plans. I tell him, God, you can butt in anytime you want to. You can butt into my sermons. He did a little bit with Trey this morning. So turn to Trey and tell him, you're our butt in. I love you, Jay. <laughs> I 
I didn't say but end. I said but in. Okay. <laughs> We're almost through. Almost through. But the just shall live by his faith. Notice this. Whose faith? We gave it to you, Galatians chapter 20, uh, chapter 2, verse 20. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. It only becomes your faith when you choose to believe him. You've got to choose it. I can't choose it for you. I, I can't. You can't choose it for me. And it's not a one-time choice. I choose it every day. I have to choose it every day, every day. I believe you, God. I'm just like you. I live in a world that's crazy. world's not always for me. The world loves to use me and cast me aside, just like you. There are things that come up against Zona and I all the time. Things don't look favorable. But we have proven in our lives that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to His Holy Ghost power that works within us. What triggers that power? Faith. What sets us up for faith to operate? His faith to operate? Us believing Him. But the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Only four times in the Bible is that phrase used. Three of them are in the New Testament and this one time in the Old Testament. So God has the Bible written so containing the Word of God, His letters to humanity. And He says, Mankind, I love you with an everlasting love. God loves you this morning. He's not mad at you. And He doesn't base it on what, type, what side of town you live on, the color of your skin. He doesn't base it upon how much money you have in the bank or don't have in the bank. What he said, I'll help you with all that stuff. I'll help you with all that. In fact, I want to do it with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's the only trustworthy person. I know which song. Ain't nobody loves me like Jesus. If you're here this morning and you're riding the fence, God is telling you that you can have a sureness. God won't ever lie to you. He'll tell you the truth. You know, God tells me the truth about myself. Just like he, he told Trey. Trey didn't like hearing it probably at the moment. I, there are times that I don't like hearing it. But he, he loves me enough to tell me the truth. Sometimes he uses Zona. Sometimes he doesn't use Zona. I like it a lot when he doesn't use Zona. <laughs> but fallen human nature is full of pride. Now listen carefully. Fallen human nature is full of the pride. Listen carefully that caused Satan to fall. It is the very nature of the devil. 
very nature of the devil. That's why Jesus came to deliver you from that nature. You can't pridefully shake your fist at God. It will cost you if you do. God, listen carefully, God's not telling you to do anything that He doesn't do. There is no fallacy in Him. There's no fakeness nor flakeness. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's worth you putting your heart in His hands and trusting Him. For with the heart, man believes. In fact, the Bible tells us we will never be disappointed. Never be disappointed. Any disappointments in my life is where I started trusting myself over God. And and don't look at me throwing sticks and stones because that won't work. I promise you, everybody in this room has tried to do everything in this life without God one time or another. That's what I was doing hoeing that garden that day. I was basing my prosperity on my ability to work. And God says, your work alone is not sufficient to what I want to bring you into. Now, don't misunderstand me. God, God won't bless laziness. But what He wants you to understand is that your work, being prideful about your work, is not going to be sufficient because this system is designed to eat up the profit that you create with your own hands. That's what it's designed to do. It's manipulated. God will never manipulate you, ever, ever. He doesn't have to. Doesn't want to. It's not his nature to. You understand what I'm saying? No. I want you to bow your heads with me in just a moment. If you're here this morning and you've rode the fence, you're unassured, or maybe you're viewing by live stream and you feel the same way, today is the day. Today is the day God's calling you off that fence. He says, I got a vision for your life. And it's not to wonder wonder aimlessly. It's to bless you. To be there when nobody else is around. To never leave you or forsake you. He doesn't want you to live your life by yourself. He'll never leave you alone. If that's you in any way, there's some question or there's some even a doubt. If there's a question mark in your life and you're on that fence, today's the day. God's calling you. He loves you. Glory to God. If that's you, what I want you to do, and just, while everybody else has got their eyes closed, and they're, 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 a reason why I wanted you to close your eyes, I don't want you to be distracted while everybody else does. I just want you, if that's you, to simply just slip your hand up and back down. That's all I want you to do. I see that hand. 
See that hand? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I've seen some hands. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And this is what I want, want to tell you. If you raised your hand, I'm not going to embarrass you, but this is what I want you to know. Jesus said, if you will confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. But if you won't confess me before men, I cannot confess you before the Father. In other words, it's your choice. The way you solidify your belief is to make a statement with your mouth. If you raise your hand, this is what I want you to do. I'm not going to ask you to come up here to the front, but I'm going to ask you to do this. Just simply stand where you're, right where you're at. Just right where you're at. Just stand up for a moment. Okay. All right, I see that. Glory to God. That's important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're all going to pray this together. Okay? We're going to make statements with our mouth. Today, say this with me. Today, I make a choice. I'm going to give Jesus my heart. Jesus, today, standing here, where everybody can see me, I confess you are my Lord. You're my Savior. You are my all and in all. I crown you Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much. Glory to God. Now I want the rest of you, if you would, just stand with me. Let's stand with them. We're going to sing this song and being dismissed here in just a second. If that's you by live stream, and you stood right there where you were at, you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You confessed Him with your mouth. Believed with your heart. That's why you, you stood up. Then you need to follow through with the next steps. You that are here in the auditorium, I want to tell you at the close of the service, we have somebody in the, uh, the host team in the lobby there. They'll be glad to give you some more material to tell you the next steps. Show you the next things to do. Okay. The next steps you want to take and absolutely get all that God has. And, and they'll be glad to assist you on that. If you're viewing by live stream, if you'll email us, we'll do the same thing for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I thank you for everybody here. You're the supplier of all of our needs. That means healing. That means peace. That means joy. That means provision. You are Lord of our lives. We praise you and we give you thanksgiving. Glory be to God. Can you sing that song, Richard? And then I'm going to dismiss them after that. All right? Glory to God. There just ain't nobody. There just ain't nobody. I mean, there ain't nobody loves me like Jesus does. Amen. 
Father, I thank you right now that every person in the sound of my voice, I thank you that you would cause your grace to surround them like a shield. Follow them wherever they go. I thank you, Father, that you will cause them to hear your voice and the voice of another they will not follow. Lord, I thank you right now that you have given your angels charge over all of us. You give us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke. We declare right now in the mighty name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. That your angels which watch over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. Now, Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, that every person we come in contact with, that your love would ooze out of us and touch them with the gospel of the truth. Now, Lord, we give you the praise and thanksgiving for these things. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, find five people, give them a high five, and say, we would have been through finished if Trey had to open up his mouth. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.